0: Welcome back to the Knock on Sports, and joining me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline as we talk all things FCS football. It is Sam Herder from Hero Sports and Bet MGM. Sam, it is great to chat with you. Hope you're doing well, my friend.
1: I'm doing good. I uh, appreciate being back on the show.
0: Well, Sam, first off, let's just start with this. Is your bracket still intact, or is it pretty busted up?
1: Uh. Well, I didn't do a bracket, uh, March Madness bracket this fall or this end of the spring. I should, yeah, I should say I'm getting my my seasons mixed around. You know, I'm paying attention to football, so I think it's fall when it when it's actually the spring. But no, I I, I was going to do a bracket challenge and all that, and then I missed the deadline to submit the bracket and all that just because of the football going on. And I haven't watched any college basketball this year, anyways. And so it would have just you know my guess is yes, my bracket would have been busted by now had I done one.
0: Well, fair enough, man. You're better for it, because like I said, I think every, I don't think anybody's got a good bracket left. I think it's all busted up. It feels like college basketball has just taken my bracket and turned it into complete dust. But with that being said, Sam, uh, let's talk about something that's been interesting here. Uh, it came out over the weekend. Illinois State opting out of the rest of the spring season with about four games left here. Uh, how much did this move surprise you?
1: It didn't really, honestly. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't hear anything regarding that illinois state was about to opt out but i mean mid-season opt-outs were are, are going to be a thing i mean we we did our best to to warn warn uh fans in january and february regarding the spring season that hey there's going to be postponements don't freak out about it there's going to be mid-season opt-outs don't freak out about it but it, it's pretty impossible to you know prevent social media freak out so i mean i think illinois state the reason it got you know. Such big, you know, reaction is because it was a Missouri Valley Football Conference team. They were highly ranked. They were highly ranked coming into the season, uh, but the Redbirds were one and three uh, overall. Um, I mean, anytime a, a team like that offs out, I think is going to be met with neg- negative reaction. But it was a bit more negative than I thought, and a bit more dramatic uh, in my mentions than I thought. So when you actually read what what happened, you know, Illinois State was getting. Dangerously thin uh, with injuries, they were already without thirty some players. Whether whether it was because of injuries or seniors not coming back for the for the spring season or transfers or you know opt outs for the NFL draft, and then so they were without those thirty players, and then just kept on getting injuries after injuries. And then you know defensive line was getting pretty thin, and they suffered a couple of more uh, injuries on the defensive line this last weekend. So you know I, I was told that if, if Illinois State wanted to play the rest of the season, they would have had to. You know, probably move some offensive linemen over to the defensive line just to make sure they don't have you know four true freshmen playing every single rep on the defensive line. So I mean, it's not ideal to have a midseason opt-outs, uh, but it was injury related and not you know order one and three you know screw this <laughs> we're out of here.
0: Well, Sam, I mean, do you expect more teams to follow this route, or uh, what is it exactly? Do you think will happen after seeing one team go? Could we see more dominoes?
1: Uh, maybe, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of going back to January and February when, you know, I think there was maybe like five or six total teams uh, in January and February that opted out. And and every time a team did opt out, you know, people, people like to put that domino gift out there, but there really was never that huge domino effect in January and February of opt outs. And so, you know, Illinois state opting out right now, You know, maybe that will encourage some other teams to also say, hey, yeah, yeah." you know, we're dealing with some stuff as well and it's not worth finishing the season. We probably will see more. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a ridiculous amount. Uh, You know, it could be a team here or there um, that decides to do a midseason opt-out. But, uh, you know, like I said, I I think we were expecting uh, some teams that, you know, had a rough start, were dealing with injuries. You know, maybe there's a team out there where, you know, they already have three starting offensive linemen, down, and then they have another injury on the offensive line and they just decide, you know what let's just let's let's call it the spring season we're already 0-4. Let, let's look to the fall um you know I, I'm surprised that hasn't happened more yet and so I, I do think we will have more coming. but for the most part I, I mean you look at it there's there's 91 teams still playing and only 36 that have opted out uh, including Illinois state and so it's not like you know there's a, a dangerous number of teams that aren't playing anymore at this point.
0: Sam, what would have to happen for this to really jeopardize the playoffs? Because you talked about those numbers there and the teams that are still playing. Uh, what's going? What is it going to take? Potentially, I don't want to think about this scenario because, like I said, I hope we get through. I hope we get through the playoffs and everything. But at the same time, what is it for people's mind? Is there a certain number that okay now this is serious? Uh,
1: no, I think we're beyond that point now. Honestly, I, I don't think there's any realistic. Scenario where the the postseason would get canceled. Uh, there's a 50 minute or not a 50 minute. There's a 50 percent uh, uh, limits on or basically uh, there's a there's a threshold, a 50 percent participation threshold. I guess is the best way to describe it. Where uh, the FCS needed 50 percent participation in the preseason in order for the bracket to get formed and to say, all right, this is what we're doing, and then. I'll also, there was another 50% participation threshold that basically said if if you have if the FCS has more than 50% of teams playing a month out from the FCS playoffs beginning, then the full 16-team brackets uh, it will will go will go ahead with it. Uh, it won't be reduced. And you know, to, it's I've heard both that the that the one month out applies to Selection Sunday which were already within a month and I've also heard it applies to the first round of games which tomorrow we hit that one month mark and so the only way the playoffs won't happen or would be reduced is if all of a sudden, you know, 30 teams tonight announce they're opting out. It's, I, there's no, you know, I the source told me there there's no reason that that's going to happen. Uh there's been no discussion I'm told within conferences. There's been no discussion about, you know, canceling the playoffs. Um and so there there really is no realistic scenario where the playoffs won't happen unless you know there's a a COVID outbreak with all 16 teams (laughs) in in mid-April where that just puts the kibosh on things so I I guess that could happen but uh, you know chances of that happening are relatively low.
0: My featured guest is Sam Herter, who's joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union hotline from Hero Sports and Bet MGM. We'll discuss more football. North Dakota State handles business against North Dakota. What does that mean for the University of North Dakota? We'll talk about that and the Big Sky Conference next year on the Knockout Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home learning at home, and banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. We're breaking down FCS college football during the spring season with Sam Herter from hero sports and bet MGM. Let's talk some football and Sam, we talked about this matchup a couple of weeks ago, North Dakota state and North Dakota, North Dakota, looked so impressive. Unfortunately, North Dakota state does what they usually do and overpowers people. What did you make of this result? And what do you think this means for North Dakota going forward?
1: Yeah. I mean, with with, UND is still in a, you know, a, a fine position. They still only have that one loss, obviously, to NDSU. Uh, you know, whether you like quality losses or not, <laughs> that, that I guess that that's kind of a quality loss. But, but the Fighting Hawks still do own wins over South Dakota State, uh, who's highly ranked, and Southern Illinois, who, who's probably going to start dropping uh, in the rankings after getting whooped by South Dakota State. And, and the Slukies have some quarterback injury issues, and so they might slip uh, down in, in the polls, but still two quality wins for UND there. Uh, You know, they have a tough game uh, going to Youngstown State. The Fighting Hawks haven't been all that great on the road uh, historically, so uh, they need to get this win here. But, you know, if they win out, still should be in the playoffs. And so, uh, you know, UND is still looking fine, just probably can't afford another loss. And then as far as NDSU, I mean, just like that, the Bison are are back in the driver's seat uh, for a top-two seed. uh, Just with, you know, like I said, they they lost to – southern illinois but the salukies you know like i said they are dealing with some some injuries and they'll probably slip in the polls now and so now the bias only have one loss and you know they're looking looking good uh defense is still playing spectacular offensive line seems to be gelling uh you know quarterback issues are still there uh you know still don't think uh zeb nolan is an above average quarterback I mean, he's probably a below average quarterback but if you know, if the defense still plays like they are, and the running game still plays like like it is, uh, the Bison should uh, start winning a lot of games uh, moving forward. And so they're they're kind of back in that driver's seat of, of looking for a top two seed.
0: Sam, looking over at the Big Sky Conference for right now, uh, one matchup that we just won't see at this point, I think, is is Weber State taking on Eastern Washington. So I want to get your thoughts here because, obviously, Weber State, they've won their games. The closest one so far has been against UC Davis, but that was still a win. So do you still see Weber State as the best team out of the Big Sky Conference?
1: I do, yeah. I think they are still the definitely the favorites. Uh, one of my top teams in all of the FCS, they should – most likely go, you know, undefeated, playing Northern Arizona, Southern Utah, Idaho State, Cal Poly. Uh, those should be wins, and so you're looking at a six and 0 Weber State team. Uh, you know that win against UC Davis is, is looking better and better because the Yankees are are looking really strong. Uh, you know their new quarterback Hunter Rodriguez, uh, he, he's uh, filling in just fine for Jake Mayer, and they hung seventy plus points uh, against Cal Poly. And so you, I think UC Davis is legit. Uh, you know, at the time of that very narrow win for Weber State, uh, you know maybe that made some people pause on Wildcats on the Wildcats, but you know that that win against UC Davis is, is looking better and better, and so I, I think. Weber State should go six and zero. It'll be interesting to see. They will be a top four seed. There are only four seeds, so they will be a, a seed. It'll just be interesting to see how, you know, let's say a six and zero Weber State team, and then let's say North Dakota State finishes seven and one, uh, with three ranked wins, you know, how exactly are those resumes stacked up? So, so that'll be interesting. But yeah, right now I, I do think Weber state is the team to beat in the big sky.
0: You talked about UC Davis there. I mean, I think now it's looking as, as you mentioned, Weber state looks like they have a pretty favorable schedule to go six and zero. So now it's about, okay, who's likely going to finish second because it's probably only going to be one or two teams from the big sky conference. I think that get those at large bids unless something really crazy happens in other places. Um, but right now, who do you think takes the lead right now u c davis or Eastern washington as that second team in the big sky?
1: I think you have to go with u c Davis uh, right now uh, you know eastern washington is in a tough spot because idaho idaho has the the head to head win on eastern washington and u c davis has the head to head win uh on idaho, and so you know just with that and tiebreakers and all that so uh, probably looking at u c davis' the as the number two team in the Big Sky right now to get that at-large bid, I don't think the Big Sky will get two at-large bids. Uh, if there is a team that would do it, it would be the Missouri Valley, just because, just because they have uh, you know a few teams ranked in the top ten right now. And so, uh, to me, like I said, Weber State is probably the odds-on favorite to get that auto bid. And then you're probably looking at three teams battling for one at-large bid, and that would be UC Davis, Idaho, and Eastern Washington, and UC, UC Davis does host Eastern Washington in a couple of weeks, and so that'll be a massive showdown for playoff positioning.
0: Yeah, that'll be a really exciting matchup once we get to that point. Uh, Sam, now taking a look at the big picture here where we talk about the playoffs here, obviously too eerily to tell who's going to obviously grab some of those auto bids. In some cases, I'm sure there are teams that will uh, look like they're going to have them, as we mentioned, Weber State. But looking at the overall at-large bids and and the bracketology that you've been putting together for the FCS playoffs, who are some of the teams that you feel like have a solid enough case as of today if the playoffs were to start this weekend? Who do you have in for your at-larges?
1: Uh, yeah. So the at yeah, large is, is hard, uh, just because uh, it, it, it's a, it's basically moving parts. You know, every single week. But but how I look at it is, as of right now, the Valley will probably get two of the six at large bids. Uh, I think CAA will get one. The Big Sky will get one. The Southland will get one, and then the Silicon will get one, uh, meaning the OVC. In the Big South, two two conferences that usually get more than one bid in, they're, they're probably only going to be one bid leagues this spring with, with the auto bid. And so that's kind of how I view it, and then from there, I basically just look at it as, all right, who are the two and three teams in the Valley? Who's the second team in the Big Sky? Uh, which we, we discussed was UC Davis. Uh, the number two team in the CAA right now, to me, is probably Delaware, just because I think James Madison will get the auto bid. The number two team in the Southland, I'm looking at Incarnate Word. And then the number two team in the silicon, uh, I have vmI. and so that's that's kind of how I look at it is just you know past precedent, you know, top conferences, strength of conferences, who I think will will get you know the at large bids and then kind of just figure it out from there.
0: and then, Sam, who are teams that you feel like are on the bubble right now?
1: yeah, and and so from there, it, it's kind of along the same line. You know I said you know the OBC usually gets more than one team in. Uh, and I don't think that will be the case this year. But, you know, for my, my very first team out right now is Murray State, who's the number two team in the OBC. You know, I, I don't think the CAA is going to get two at-large bids. And so uh, my second team out is Rhode Island. Uh, my my third team out is Southern Illinois from the Valley, just because, you know, SIU still has an overall pretty good record and they have the head-to-head win against NDSU. And so that, that puts them on the bubble and, you know, potentially in the playoffs. And then, like we talked about, I, I don't think the Big Sky will get a third team in, uh, but it's still at a power conference, and so you never know. And so for my fourth team out, I have Idaho right now as, the, as that fourth team left out.
0: Right now we are with Sam Herter from Hero Sports and Bet MGM. Uh, Sam, looking at it in terms of the national championship title contender race here, uh, obviously South Dakota State has looked pretty impressive, but how many teams are there? I know North Dakota State, obviously they're back there, even though after that one loss, we kind of figured they would be. Uh, but do you feel like it's a close race, or is it starting to be North Dakota State separating themselves from everybody else in terms of the national title?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not ready to say North Dakota State is pulling away just yet because uh, you know in their wins they have been able to run uh, you know all over their opponents. But if, if they play a good defense like Weber State or you know a good front seven like South Dakota State in a couple of weeks, uh, you know, and if they can't run the ball, is the passing attack good enough to lead the team to a win? And and the last time. NDSU wasn't able to run the football against an opponent was against Southern Illinois, and and we know what happened there where where SIU won by three to four touchdowns. And so I I don't think, uh, I don't even necessarily think NDSU is the favorite to win the national championship right now. I think they are uh, one of several teams that are good enough to win the national championship. You know, looking at NDSU, Weber State, South Dakota State, I, I would put Sam Houston in that conversation as well, just with how balanced they look as a team. So those are probably my top four. And then after that, I mean, GMU will, will probably get a seat if they go undefeated, but I'm not sold on the Dukes just yet. Delaware is looking really, really good. Uh, keep an eye on Kennesaw State. Uh, so th- th- that's probably, you know, Jacksonville State as well has a really good playoff resume. They could set themselves up nicely for a seed and make a run. But, but those last three to four teams are probably tier two and then tier one are, are, are those uh, first four teams that I mentioned.
0: Sam, if people want to follow your work and check out the latest, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, uh, my Twitter is at Sam Herter FCS, and then our website is heroesports.com.
0: Sam Herter, our featured guest here, joining us from Hero Sports and Bet MGM. Sam, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate the insight. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you.